We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a good Saturday morning on this hurricane-free Saturday. Boy, what a, a great uh, late summer season we've had, and hopefully that will continue. Well, how was your dove hunt if you got to go out? Mine was very nice. A little white wing, early hunt over there in Texas. Ended up with a lot of fun and some uh, tasty poblano peppers with those dove breasts. Really good. Hey, well, in a little over an hour, the teal will be fair game for Louisiana hunters, and I'm going to ask you to bring me into your blind with you. Text me how your hunt is going. Um, so, sorry, but for a lot of you, I don't think it's going to be very productive if you're hunting in southeast Louisiana or in Catahoula. Uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries stats are in from the flyovers they did this week, inventory in the wetlands. Good news is southwest Louisiana. They are up 23%. On blue wing teal over last year, there's some 250,000 blue wings. So it's going to be some good shooting over in the rice field country. However, southeast Louisiana, not so good, not nearly so good. Only 7,000 birds counted, most of those at the mouth of the Mississippi River, representing an 89% decrease in the number of blue wing teal in the southeast marshes. It's going to be some tough hunting there for a while. Catahoula Lake, even worse. Zero, not one teal found, and that, of course, due to some high water in the Catahoula Lake area, and teal and high water do not get along. Anyway, we'll be talking a lot more about that. we got a couple of blinds we'll be visiting live a little bit later on, and we are also got those fishing reports from all across the state coming in. And something else I'd like you to text me this morning. Uh, still some chatter going on on social media. We talked about this a little bit last week. It's getting tougher and tougher this year to find redfish. And the armchair biologists, everybody's weighing in on the reasons why that is. So I'm going to ask you to text me the number one. I just want one. There may be a lot of possibilities and probably a combination for the problem. But what do you think is the number one reason redfishing has been so tough this year? And that text number for you tail hunters and also for you redfish enthusiasts, 504 260 That's 260-1870, 504-504. It's a text line comes directly here to the studio. Uh, we are also got the Hunter for the Hungry Clean-Out Freezer Day coming up at the end of the month. We'll tell you where and how to donate your excess game and fish. I'll be manning a drop-off station in Slidell. I'll tell you more about that. And yet another alleged charter captain imposter has been cited. He's our bad boy, the outdoor story. And we'll preview this week's new Season 9 Bayou Wild TV episode. Taking a look at your coastal marine forecast, uh, yep, 50% chance of rain, depending on where you are along the coast. Light winds today, and that's not good for duck hunters, but good for fishermen. I don't like the direction, though. West and 
later becoming southeast offshore, only five knots, about a one-foot sea today. On the inside, uh, interior lakes and bays, a westerly wind at five knots and smooth conditions. Do have some water moving, 1.0, a full one-foot tide range. Mississippi River is at 4.0, which is fairly low for this year, but got a little bit of a tendency to rise. And, yes, we've got a pretty good tide range. Got a full moon. And that generally means some movement of teal and also fish and game. So we'll see how that works out for you. All right, we got Robbie Campo coming up first. We'll be back to chat with Robbie. He's down at Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. Uh, he'll be followed by uh, folks like Daryl Carpenter, Captain Mike Gallo, Brendan Bayard, Ryan Lambert, and Captain Kirk Stansel. We'll check up with him in the teal blind over there in southwest Louisiana. He's with Hackberry Rod and Gun. So we got a full two hours to get you ready. For your great uh, trip to the outdoors, text us, 504-260-1870, who you are, where you are, and what you got going on on a great Saturday morning. Back right after this. An opening day of teal season, and I know what that's all about. Everybody's scrambling, getting the P-Rogs, the decoys, been working all week getting stuff ready. Uh, hopefully you'll find some. The report initially for the southeast part of Louisiana marshes and also Catahoula Lake. Not looking good, not good at all. But that can change. One thing about teal, they can pop in overnight. And uh, those flights were done earlier this week, and uh, they're pretty fair and pretty recent, so we'll see how that turns out. Let's talk to Robbie Campo and try to find you all some fish if you're going to be down in St. Bernard. Robbie, I'm looking at the weather, and the only shower I see is something between you and Chandelier Island, a little shower out there, otherwise looking good. Well, you know, Don, uh uh, you know, I looked at that. I looked at the same thing you just looked at just a few minutes ago. Um, I think that's going to move on, and I think the sound's going to be all right today. Uh, for the last two days, we, you know, the sound has been blown up by, um, by you know, squalls in the mornings, um, and the guys couldn't get out there to go fishing. So, uh, for as a fishing report for having out of bay, you know, by bay law, and you know, and going out to um, going out on the sound out there was no because nobody got out there um and the ones that did try it it was so rough out there they couldn't they couldn't stay so they had to turn around and come back in but <laughs> with that said they did catch some fish up in the interior marshes they went and targeted redfish so you know um but i think today you'll be able to get out there and go see you know what's going on um it's gonna i think it's gonna be a beautiful day on top of that you see a lot of stars out um we did have a little north wind for the last two days, which may have pushed some birds in um, overnight, you know, we've got a full moon. Um, usually those things will show up, you know, uh, <laughs> teal, very unpredictable. But they didn't see any teal in the Biloxi Marsh yesterday. Just one or two little spots of them um, from what I know of. Um, and down towards uh, Plaquemines Parish, you know, going toward the river, there's a few birds down that way. But for the most part, it's not looking good for teal season, um, you know, especially for blue wings. <laughs> just, just not happening. Uh, but with that said, hey, you know, you could get up in the marsh today. You go catch some redfish. We've got a great tide range. So, look, if you're coming down to Shell Beach, oh, coming down to St. Bernard Parish, hook the left, come on down to see us at Campos. We've got plenty of live shrimp on hand. We're waiting on you to pull up here, and we'll get you parked, get you in the water, and get you going. You know, this is a, a, another, well, we're starting at football weekend, you know, college football on Saturdays and pro football on Saturdays. How does fishing affect your business down there, Robert? Do people seem to get out and get in earlier because of football season? 
Well, um, it, it, it all depends, Don. <laughs> we got an LSU game home, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we got if we got Saints home, yeah. But um, you know, for the most part, uh, people just want to they just want to go they go do that morning fish and then they come back. You know, everybody rushes in for you know the, you know go catch the game if it starts at twelve or whatever. But yeah, it's, it does it does it does damper things a little bit. But I mean, hey. You got football fans. You got fishing. People like to fish. You know, some people don't care about football. Most of my people, hey, they like to fish. So, I mean, what you going to do? I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you can and put me you, in that number two. You know, we got Friday well, night. I like, the, high I school like football. to fish, you know. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm right. fishing and hunting. And the football comes out when there's a chance for it. That's all I can tell you. Absolutely. Robbie, uh, absolutely. Uh, got an incoming tide till about 4 p.m. Then you're going to have high tide, and it's going to start to fall then. But uh, uh, those west winds, I'm not liking the direction, but, boy, it looks like five knots. So, yeah, trips out to the sound pretty much anywhere you want to go is uh, open for you today. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I think the Long Rocks is going to be good. Um, you know, like I said, Don, it blew, it blew for two days here. Nobody could get out that way. So, you know, things had a little chance, uh, chances, you know, settled down from last night so hopefully that hopefully the fish are hungry out there today and people get out there and get on them got it rob thanks for the report as always and we'll check in with you again next week okay buddy talk to you next saturday bye-bye all righty robbie campo down at campos marina in shell beach all right let's see let me check on the text message board here let's see what we got coming in here early uh, uh wow a lot of people texting this morning um, this one says uh, the number, and I was asking you to text me the number one read, just one. Which one do you think is the worst cause for the decline of redfish this season? Hopefully, it'll be a temporary thing. A stock assessment by Wildlife and Fishery won't be until later in the year, maybe early part of next year. So I wouldn't see any changes in any regulations. But uh, here's one that I, I hear a lot: bow fishing. And I got to disagree with that as being the top cause. Uh, there are, comparatively speaking, there are so few people out there with bows and arrows getting redfish compared to the people with the hook and line. If the problem is overfishing, if we can no longer sustain the population from the amount of redfish we're removing from the water from various means, my God, you got to cut back on the recreational rod and reel fishermen. There's so many thousands more of those than there are. Simple bow fishermen, and I know there's pictures and people think it's easy and they're out there slaughtering redfish night after night. Simply not a fact. All right, here's uh, someone says, uh, Joe and David, they're going to try to find a redfish today. Good for them. And we're hearing from Justin in our Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He enjoyed the Bayou Wild TV episode this week. Beautiful pictures of Bald Eagle and Captain Caviar is a great name. He is a character, Justin. Captain Caviar was our guide. Went down to Morgan City for the uh, Eagle Expo and uh, got some nice, beautiful footage of some bald eagles in that area. And uh, the Captain Caviar is kind of a long story, but he got the name from uh, he was a commercial shoe pick fisherman. And shoe pick is called Cajun Caviar, the eggs of the shoe pick. In fact, they had to put in special regulations before they wiped them out. There was such a market in the Middle East for the um, shoe pick caviar. Anyway, that's where he got his nickname, and uh, we're going to go down there with him and do a feature on shoe pick fishing this winter. So that's still to come 
on Bayou Wild TV. And thanks for that message, Justin. We appreciate you listening and watching our show. And we'll be back with more of your text messages, more fishing reports, that stuff you and I love to talk about. If you're going teal hunting this morning, when you get settled in your blind, text me and let me know what you're seeing out there. All right, we're back with that right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're talking a little bit about redfish demise. Uh, everyone seems to be having trouble uh, catching as many redfish. We have been blessed in Louisiana for many, many years. Uh, wow, the only time we had any real problems with redfish was in the late 1980s when everybody was targeting from the offshore purse to the inshore gill netters and the recreationals with the rods and reels and you could hardly find a redfish in the mid to late 1980s well all that changed we put in the regulations so first there was a 50 total aggregate of speckled trout and redfish that was back in the 70s then they went to 25 fish total uh, then uh, went to five redfish between 16 and 27 inches those are called slot fish that you can keep Anything under that has to be released, and this is the current regulation today, and one over 27 inches, one of the big bulls, which are not really the prime fish for the table, but for people who wanted a trophy and take it home or get it mounted, they allow you to keep one. Uh, now, modern taxidermy doing fiberglass reproductions for photographs. Uh, if not, if that's going to be eliminated, I, I don't see a problem with it in most cases. Here are some of the reasons I'm hearing from people on why they think we have a problem with redfish. Uh, some say it's the pogey boats, the Menhaden boats that are out there taking the spawning fish, those big bull reds. Uh, they're catching them in the Persanes along with the Menhaden. They come close into shore. They're far offshore. Uh, although we have had that going on for many years and hadn't been a problem, but that could be one of the contributing factors. Another common one is there's too many charter guides out there now. We've got a proliferation. We've never had as many charter guides, professional fishermen that are out there, uh, many more trips than the average recreational fisherman. But you look at the other side of that, and that's eliminating regular recreational fishermen. Now, certainly they're going to catch more fish with a charter guide because they're more experienced, they're out there more often. They're, they're better fishermen, so they're going to catch more. But how much more is not real clear because you are eliminating regular fishermen that would normally be in their own private boats. I'm also hearing this is the results of coastal erosion. This is some of the effects in freshwater diversion. That's hampering redfish. Uh, another reason could be a poor spawning success for the last few years. And uh, these things go in cycles, and if for some reason they just don't have a good spawn, you're going to find lower numbers. Another uh, thing, and I've got a couple of people this morning that are saying uh, the effects of Hurricane Ida, but we've had hurricanes in the past. Every bit as powerful or more than Ida and didn't seem to cut the redfish back. Uh, maybe a redfish-specific virus. I don't know how many of you remember this, but hardhead catfish. There was a virus that attacked only hardhead catfish. It was a, a, an amazing phenomenon that went on. I think it was, it was either early 2000s or back in the 1990s, and you'd find acres of them floating dead. But it was only hardhead catfish, and it was determined that it was a virus that specifically attacked them. But people are not seeing numbers of redfish floating up anywhere other than bycatch from those pogey boats. Bow fishing. Uh, a couple of people this morning are blaming bow fishing uh, has put too much pressure and is wiping out the redfish. I, I disagree with that. I don't think there's a significant a number of them taken 
by bow fishermen. The numbers of bow fishermen out there compared to people with rods and reels is, is, is minuscule. And then uh, just the average recreational red fishermen that are going out there now. Uh, speckled trout are, are, are on the decline, and we're going to probably see some regulation changes at about before the end of this year for next year on that. And people are turning their sights. When they don't find trout, they go to backup number two, which is redfish. And maybe it's just the average rod and reel recreationals are harvesting more than the population can sustain. But anyway, it's interesting to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870 is our text number. And a little bit later on, when you get to your teal line, I'd like to hear from some of you teal hunters. Uh, Josh Goins with the Flyway Federation teal me this morning. He says, first teal opener, he's missed in forever. He's going fishing in Fushan, and he's listening in. Good luck to you, Josh, and your crew. And uh, I'm just the opposite. I've made one opening day teal hunt in 33 years for doing this radio show on Saturday mornings. And the only reason I got to do that a few years ago, you might remember, we had a very unusual calendar situation where we opened the teal season on a Friday and I got to go down there and get a limited teal and uh, on opening day which is very unusual for me all right uh, Jeff and Gonzalez he says Hurricane Ida uh, we got Ed Miller checking in our buddy over in Wilmer Alabama the worm is listening he's got nothing going on today he's just glad for the day uh, here's Bert from Karen Crow he's at the South Farm Sherbin Wildlife Management area he says there's 200 hunters after six teal uh, let me know how your hunt turns out later on, Bert. Uh, text us again maybe next week and let us know. By the way, if you text uh, outside of the show, uh, I'm very unlikely to get your text. We only monitor this text board while I'm on the air from 5 to 7 on Saturday mornings. Otherwise, if you need to contact me, go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and use the contact email there, and you can send me photographs and messages, whatever you like. Uh, the backstrap stacker, he's in Clark County, Alabama. Bush hog season is in effect for him. Trying to get all the work done so he can enjoy a little football and an afternoon dove hunt. Sounds like a good plan, stacker. All right, we come back after this. Get to some more of your text messages, 504-260-1870. We got fishing reports. We got teal hunting reports, dove hunting reports. It's a great time of the year. We're making the turn from late summer to early fall. We're back with more right after this. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, those of you headed out uh, teal hunting, uh, be careful out there. It's, uh, it's a very enjoyable sport, but remember, it's teal and... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Teal only. Blue wing teal, green wing teal, and the elusive cinnamon teal. No other ducks can be taken during this time of year. And you got to be careful because there's a lot of wood ducks still out there, and they're in the marsh this time of the year. And also those whistling ducks, which I'm going to get to a little bit later on. Uh, there's a, a resource that we are strictly not taking advantage of. All right, getting back to your text messages at 504-260-1870. This one says, Don, I believe the charter captains are targeting redfish too much. A lot of these reds are being taken. The charter captains should consider booking trips for reds as catch and release only for the reds. That's from Big Bassin Man, Big Man Bassin. Um, well, charter captains, some of them uh, keep their limit. Others do not. Uh, some have self-imposed regulations, but it's hard to tell a customer, a paying customer, that you're going to have to release your fish or uh, you're only going to be able to keep three or, or whatever. And, again, uh, charter captains are good fishermen. They're, they are taking a lot of fish. But, again, if you look at the numbers of license of charter captains and just average recreational fishermen, uh, they still are not harvesting the bulk of the fish that are being taken. Let me explain something. In fact, I'm a, we'll, we'll do this right after the station identification pause. I'm going to explain some biological terms about overfishing and overfished. Uh, they, they sound like, and a lot of people consider them one and the same thing, but they are not. And I'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. With regard to uh, fish populations, there's a couple of terms that the scientists or biologists use. One is overfishing, and the other one is overfished. Now, an overfishing would be taking more fish than the population in the water can sustain and maintain its population. And that may have been caused by any reason. All these reasons we're talking about uh, Viruses, hurricane kills, coastal erosion, poor spawn, uh, bait not being there. And that's that's something that people are contending, that the fish are going to different areas. Uh, there's a lack of bait. Uh, that would be considered uh, uh, overfishing if you're taking so many fish out that you can no longer withstand. But it could be for any of those reasons. Overfished means there's too many fish being taken out, which is the cause of the lack of fish. So there could be a lot of causes, and the end result, whether it's caused by any other reason than too many fish being caught by fishermen, uh, then they'll have to look at it as an overfishing situation and look to adjust the regulations to get it down to a safe level of harvest where you still keep that remaining stock, that brood stock, in the water to keep a sustainable population. There are actual numbers on it. They use spawning potential ratio. They use stock assessment, biomass numbers and also escapement rates and all of that will come into play and i'm sure they're going to be cranking up now that this uh public really is is demanding now that we take a look at the redfish situation all right getting back to our, our tech here's what you say one says morning don by no means am i an expert in marine science but the reds caught in late july and august have been skinny no weight to them no fat pumpkins it appeared to have bait in the areas fished but the let's see but the marsh was rearranged by ida that's from uh, lafayette yacker and uh, yeah a lot of people have observed that and have said that uh, the bait species and the rearrangement of the marsh is in different places 
and it's either harder for the redfish to find it or they have moved from the typical places where people would go and find them in search of bait. They got to eat, they got to move. All right, here's one says, hey, it's Neckbone. I'm going to have to add that name. I've got a list of all these nicknames. Uh, it's getting pretty lengthy. Neckbone is checking in. He's headed to Venice, going after some bull reds and triple tail. Uh, got any reports for us? We'll get a full report from Captain Ryan Lambert at about 640, uh, headed down there. He's fishing pretty close to that area. Here's uh, a listener of P-Dubs that saw eight teal yesterday in the Senla area. Too much rain. Yeah, too much water is not good for teal hunting. Uh, here's a suggestion, hunting and fishing, be safe, go out, get back home without problems. Ducks slash fish are extra. What a great attitude. And here's a rhetorical question. Will Louisiana ever have a hunting season for deer and velvet? Um, I'm sure hoping so. Uh, Mississippi is doing their first ever you know, next weekend, and I had plans, and for some unfortunate, unforeseen reasons, it's been canceled, so I'm not going to get out and do that for Bayou Wild TV. But good luck to all the Mississippi hunters, uh, an opportunity to take a buck while it's still in velvet. Uh, that's why they moved the season up to mid-September. Uh, you can still do it in October during the early season, but the chances that they have uh, scraped it off and rubbed off the velvet is a lot higher in the later you get into the season. I know my buddy in Tennessee said they've had it for years. I think it's time. Maybe someone needs to make that suggestion and, of course, they'll have to weigh it out and say how much will that affect the population by allowing people in the woods in September with archery only is the way to do it. But it uh, makes for a nice mount, a, a deer with a velvet rack. Uh, let's see. Here's one says, maybe the reason for the redfish is Captain Mike Gallo with his catch guarantee, LOL. Uh, no, I don't think one guy is responsible for wiping out the redfish population. And let's see, we got reports from uh, Big Mike on Bayou Liberty. He says the, the sharks on the North Shore to the pipeline, they're black tips. They're working on the mullets. Yeah, that happens this time of the year for sure. And i got to end this uh, reading with this one. Uh, perhaps like Latoya, the redfish are traveling around as ambassadors for the regions. Please, can't we have one day without politics? <laughs> uh, it's not often, but I have to host political shows and uh, – uh, on Saturdays, it's a pleasure not to have to bring that in. But anyway, I know it's a joke. Thank you for lighting things up. All right, got a lot more text coming in. We'll get to yours at 504-260-1870. we got a fishing report coming up next right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, we're asking you this morning to text in your number one uh, reason, the cause of why we have a decline in red fishing. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, they're tougher to find, uh, harder to catch. What is the cause of it? There's a lot of reasons, a lot of fingers being point, pointed in different directions. We'd like to hear yours. Uh, here's one that says, bring back that hard-hit virus. I work with a few people who need to catch it. I'll tell you what, people were so happy when we saw that. You know, the dreaded hard-hit catfish. I mean, everything's got a place in nature. But there were acres. In fact, I've got some photographs I took of them just floating. And it only was hard-hit catfish. And everybody was saying, we're finally rid of those things. But... Uh, as nature is resilient, they came back, and they're back as uh, many as ever. All right, here's one that says, The pokey boats might not be the cause of decreased redfish population, but it is one hurt we can fix. Fish oil is more popular than ever, and all the Menhaden harvesters come to Louisiana waters because we have the fish in the most lax regulations. Uh, couldn't agree with you more. Another one says, I've been an avid fisherwoman all my life, and I'm 65 years old. My husband and I fish just about every single week of the year, 
My guess is the reason of the cloud of redfish is either too many alligators, we see more than ever in the waters, and also garfish. Uh, yeah, we have an abundance of alligators. I don't think anybody ever dreamed that we'd have as many alligators in the water when uh, back in the 70s they were on the endangered species list and when strict regulations came in and uh, raising and releasing uh, farm-raised alligators and now that the price has dropped out, there's not as much pressure to fish them commercially and there are maybe more alligators than we've ever had. Now, whether they are... Uh, eating all the redfish up, eh, that's that's up for debate. I don't know how many redfish an alligator can catch, but uh, it certainly may be, again, all these factors may be contributing. It may be a, a, a conglomeration of all of these. Uh, here's one that says, Don, everywhere I fish, people are using bait casting reels. I just got one, but I haven't got the skills down yet. Did you have trouble when you first started using one? Thanks. I think everybody does, and yes, the, the key, well, two things, it takes a lot of practice, and you got to get that thumb right to where you can stop that line from going out. But the key to those is setting them right. They've got little settings on the spool speed that it goes out, and depending on the, the weight of the bait that you've got, and if you're fishing in windy conditions, you have to make adjustments on those reels. you got to really fine-tune them. Uh, you don't have to do that with a spin casting or a spinning reel, but with a bait caster, you do uh, read the instructions and find out about those little push buttons and, and the settings on the on the, 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 the spool speed, and it'll certainly help you, and then a lot of practice, too. All right, here's one says, uh, we just don't have marsh left anymore for the redfish to thrive like before. Finally getting to take a honeymoon five years later, and my wife wants to go to Gloucester and catch a giant bluefin tuna. I definitely married the white woman. Thanks. Wicked tuna. All right, good comment. Uh, yeah, well, coastal erosion, a lot of people are blaming it on that. Uh, the redfish, of course, spawn offshore, the big spawners, but they develop in the interior marshes until they reach a, uh, a size where they're no longer considered prey. So certainly the demise of marshes uh, will not help any fish population, saltwater fish anyway. Here's one says, if we would stop keeping bull reds, I think that would help rebound the species quickly well some people say it's not a recruitment thing there's a lot of small fish and there's a lot of big spawners offshore it's those slot fish that we're targeting right now that may have been the ones that were affected either by poor spawning or from any of these other reasons we're talking about so uh, yeah well you know stopping the keeping of the over 27 inches uh, allowing people to keep one per person and most people don't even do that I don't know how much that would contribute to the rebound. But again, if you got on multiple causes, multiple remedies all help. Here's one that says, good morning, Don. I know everybody has their own opinion, but I think it had something to do with COVID and everybody not working as much. If people would think about it, there were a hell of a lot more anglers on the water and new anglers. People didn't have anything to do, so they relied on fishing and other outdoor activities. If you look at wildlife and fisheries report, they had an overflow of fishing license. Like I said, just my opinion. Again, that's recreational pressure, and there certainly was a lot more people, a lot more lines and hooks in the water during the COVID days. Fortunately, a lot of things are canceled indoors when you get a pandemic like that. But the outdoors was wide open, and a lot of people discovered and rediscovered it. All right, that's from Frank. Thank you, Frank, for your comments. Uh, here's one, a question. Are charter boat captains and deckhands allowed a limit on board? Yes, they are. Some keep their limits while they fish others do not it's only for the customers they take the limits 
Uh, here's one. Another one says uh, decline in redfish to COVID. Last two to three years, more recreational on the water due to being home and nothing else to do. If new fishermen are not aware of the limits and overfish the population of redfish. And let's see, we got this one while on the subject of dwindling redfish. Just curious if you ever read the article Hunting the Redfish Killers, published back in the 80s. Story of the federal agent Dave Hall, who was a friend of mine, and Dennis Good, another friend of mine, uh, a Slidell resident that assisted with his seaplane to ward off the Florida commercial fishing. And uh, Dennis is very ill. wouldn't be nice to recognize his efforts. Uh, these two noted conservationists, uh, they made a great contribution. Their story's a great read. Dennis is an excellent pilot and swooped in on these outlaws, setting Dave Hall uh, basically down a lot down there. And uh, talking about Dennis Good, um, a group of us gathered together, uh, Jim Walker with Mississippi Outdoors and a lot of other Dennis's friends, uh, Jeff Rogers and Kevin Peel and uh, many, many other people. We, we gathered in Slidell and got together with Dennis and uh, shared some old times and talked about him. He had the Islander, which he used to fly his seaplane out to a houseboat that he kept out at Breton Sound. And back in those days, I think there were maybe a dozen houseboats that stayed out there. It was like a little community, and Dennis was the first one to operate that. Dennis Good, a conservationist and a great pilot and fisherman and conservationist. All right, we got a lot more text. We'll try to get to as many as we can. Right now, we got to take a quick break, and on the other side, we're coming back with Daryl Carpenter to find out what's happening in the Grand Isle area this weekend. It's what we do right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio and we bring in Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. Captain Darrell, how's the fishing been, and what's the prospects for the weekend? Well, I think the rest of the weekend is going to be great, Don. I mean, we're ahead of that front. Uh, the weather has calmed down. You get you get these dust-ups in between these storms. But from what I understand from the forecast, the storms are pretty much going to peter out for the next couple of days. Um, uh, all week it's been a little bit spotty. Uh, that's why, you know, with the weather being what it is and had the water started up, everybody's turned to the bull reds. And, my God, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a day of bull reds or a year of bull reds like what we're having now. Um, uh, we had one boat. One of our guys went out. He, uh, on a bull red fishing trip, sat in the past, was done by about 10 o'clock in the morning, had done caught and released 26 and broke off about that many more. Um so, I mean, it's they've been there to save the day. The speckled trout have been a little bit bumpy, a little bit iffy because, you know, just the stirred-up weather's kept the water stirred up. But like I said yesterday, and I'm finding it's it's more toward the end of that incoming tide. Um, yesterday, beautiful, beautiful green water covered all of the bay. So, you know, and, and we're finally getting some shrimp showing up. Um <laughs> Yeah, I woke up at 3 o'clock the other morning, one of the shrimpers, bro, if you need shrimp, they showed up 10 minutes ago, get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the shrimp are finally starting to show up. Um, so, you know, and that ought, to, that ought to help serve. We're obviously into the transition. You know, the trout are, a lot of the trout are starting to move back in. And once those schools of shrimp start reaching our lower bays, then that ought to serve to help. Get, we'll get some birds flying, and we'll, get, we'll start getting those, those trout ganging up. Um, what I'm looking for in the next three to three weeks to a month, I know the, the redfish controversy, and I know that, you know, I, I agree that we've got a decrease in population. But it's usually about October that we see those redfish starting to move back in with them and mixing with those trout on, on all these, you know, these canal cuts and so forth, chasing the last of that shrimp that's coming down. 
So hopefully in the next month or so we'll start seeing that. But for this weekend, if it stays dead calm like it is right now, I mean, the water's a mirror. We're just waiting for the sun to come up a little bit. Um, if it stays like this, the rest of the weekend ought to be some really good trout catching. Daryl, um, I agree with you. October may, might tell the tale. We might see a resurgence back in redfish and everybody go back to normal again and not be panic-stricken. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, they tell me that there's what they're calling a new marsh that has uh, been pushed through Hurricane Ida east of La Rose. Now, that may be a little further north than where you venture, but are you familiar with that area? Because I remember you telling me right after the storm you were one of the – First one's to venture out, and you said, boy, people are going to have to relearn this again. Things are in and out of place, been pushed around and shoved around by Hurricane Ida. Uh, are you familiar with what they're calling a new marsh that's to the east of La Rose, got shoved in there? I haven't heard I haven't heard that term. I can tell you a lot of the old canals and stuff that we run has got new marsh in it. Uh, a lot of that flow tunnel got, got re, repositioned, replaced. Um, you know, if you go up toward the ridge, um, what I have seen in the areas that we fish, fish is if you go up toward Kings Ridge on the east side of, of Bayou Lafouche, there's not a whole lot of damage. When, when I say not a whole lot of damage, we, we've obviously lost a lot of ground, but there's not a lot of stuff that's been displaced and, and reorganized. Um, North of the ridge, I haven't. That's usually our red fishing areas, um, and that's usually our fall fishing spots. I haven't been any any up there other than my transversing back and forth after the storm. But I understand all of that has just been completely destroyed, um, and that may be what they're calling the new marsh. All of that Delta Farms area that was always known as oh, you go in there and you get arrested. That's all wide open water now. Um, I haven't I haven't been up there very much. Uh, I understand from some of my Lafitte captains that there's some big state projects going on where they're actually in there rebuilding that private marsh in the name of, in the name of you know, rebuilding the marshlands. Um, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I've heard, of, I've heard several stories of it this past week. So that may be what they're referring to as the new marsh, which used to be dry ground and all that Delta Farms area is now nothing but wide open water with broken islands and broken marsh. Got it. Well, if you happen to venture that way or get any more intel on it, uh, let me know about it. In the meantime, if somebody wants to come fish with you and uh, take, I'm glad to hear those bull reds as plentiful as ever in the past. That's going to make a lot of people feel a little better, although the slot reds, for whatever reason, have been more difficult to get. If they want to drown down there and chase them with you, uh, they can find you on my website. Give us your website and telephone number. Uh, it's realscreamers.com, uh, or they can just pick up the phone and call 225 225- Nine three seven six two eight eight, and that is r e e l screamers dot com. Thanks for the report, yes, as always, Daryl. Have a good weekend, my friend. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Don. Bye. All right, Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, coming back, uh, get back to some more of your text messages. Five zero four two six zero one eight seven. Your number one reason why redfish have been so difficult to find this year. Also, if you're hunting teal. Tell me what you're seeing out there. Take me to your blind. We're back right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.